I'm Delta Work, and it's time for Very Delta. Maria Roman Taylorson is here, but first, do you want to see me go off? Because I think you want to see me go off. M. Oh. M. Mom! Are you a lady like me? Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual like me? Beguiled by a bargain? You like wild times? Oh, like me? Are you serving the community like me? Well, if you are, then you must be very Delta. I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta, a luxury public access podcast and YouTube talk show where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and invite fascinating people to sit on the couch and get Very Delta. Very Delta is for the woman who enjoys the extreme clam chowder at Gelson's. But first, let's get into some things that are very Delta. I want to tell you about what happened to me at Applebee's the other day. I don't think you want to know what happened to me at Applebee's, but I think you need to know what happened to me. There's an Applebee's not far from where I live, and it probably went in about 13 years ago or so. And every year in those 13 years, I have gone at least one time throughout those 365 days, one time a year, just to give it a shot because it's wildly popular. They have a bar inside. They boast a menu of traditional fare, sandwiches, burgers, some dinners. They uh, Applebee's is known for their two for 25 deal that they always used to have where it's like two two salads and two meals and and maybe two beverages for $25. I don't really know how that works because I've never gotten in on that deal, but I know it's a good deal. However, uh, every time I go, I am so let down and I don't want to think that it's that specific location because then I feel like I'm shitting on the people who have a job there. So I feel bad for them. But then I also don't want to think it's fully the brand because then where is everyone else complaining about Applebee's? Like I never hear people say, oh gosh, I went to Applebee's and it was so awful. And every time I go, it's awful. I know I have ridiculous standards, but I don't think I have... Uh, the most ridiculous standards for the Applebee's. Maybe in the beginning I did, but now when I go, I'm like, okay, remember from your last experience what happened and dummy it down a little bit. Like this time go in with just the request for like their traditional hamburger or their traditional chicken tender salad. Like what can you not fuck up at a place that offers really, really basic fare, right? This is not like, you're not going in there for like, a tomahawk steak or something. You're going in there for chicken tenders, ranch dressing, French fries. Um, I don't even know what else would be on this type of a menu. But the thing is, just walking in alone was this really strange sort of like dazed person just kind of looked at me. And listen, I hold space. I get it. People deal with shitty people all the time. But when the host themselves just kind of looks at you and just goes, pick up order, I think, 
Well, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. If I, when I was that age, I might've been out drinking or I might've like stayed up late. Maybe they're tired. Maybe they go to school. Maybe, um, maybe this is their third job. You know, maybe they're a phone sex operator at night or something. I don't know. Anything is possible. Everything is probable at this point. Um, but I said, hi, no, we'd like to dine in. And they said, is the bar okay? And I said, well, no, we'd like to have a low top table. Because, you know, I'm, I'm there with my mom. I don't want my mom jumping up in a bar stool, right? So the guy goes, okay. And then he takes me over to this, like, bizarre booth that seems, like, very squeezed. I think it's 2023, and I feel like people now need to, like, they need to use their feelers. Like, they need to use their eyes. They need to use their nose. They need to use their mouth. They need to use their ears. They need to use their words. And they, what you need to do as a host or a server is listen to those indicators, right? Hi, do you want pickup? No, we would like to dine in. Is the bar okay? No, we would like a low top table. So if I say I want a low top table, I don't want a bar stool table and I don't want a booth. I want a table that sits down where my feet touch the ground, right? I don't want to sit in a bar stool and bounce around and bounce my tits and be like, oh, I want to drink. Like, I'm not doing that at 11 o'clock in the morning. At 11 o'clock in the morning, I'm coming in and I want to sit down. I have somebody who's obviously a senior citizen with me. Do you think they want to jump up and fucking shake tits and go crazy? Like, that's not what wants to happen, right? Like, none of us want that. Anyway, we sit down. They're busy. They're they're overwhelmed. It's half an hour before lunch rush. Um, there seems to be one server. The bartender is totally all hands on deck helping. But I don't understand why the iced tea. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The iced tea. I'm not the editor. I'm not the editor. It's somebody else's job to edit this. So if I go off the rails, that's what is to edit it and make it make sense. I'm telling you about my experience. And if you don't like hearing it, then you should listen to Race Chaser. If you don't like it, you should be listening to Sloppy Seconds. If you don't like it, you should be listening to the now defunct canceled Very That or the canceled uh, The Chop. Listen to one of those if you don't like it. Listen to a back episode. But if you're listening to this, you're going to get my whole experience. The iced tea came to the table and it had shards of ice in it because that means whoever prepared the iced tea prepared the iced tea with not enough ice to accommodate the fact that it was coming out of a brewed machine. We talked about this a year ago and I'm talking about it again. I have not done my job. If those people out there have not listened to this and realized they need to start putting fucking ice in a fucking glass enough to accommodate a hot beverage, right? It's there for you. I knew that the bartender was helping service drinks for this area, and I asked for a water, and guess what I got? Club soda. Club soda? How do you confuse? I guess the button. I know how to do that. 
I didn't want sparkling water and I didn't want club soda. I wanted flat still water. I shouldn't even have to say still water. When did we start saying still water and sparkling? That seems so like bizarre to me to be like, oh, still or no, you have one option, a glass of tap water with ice. There you go. Drink it up. And if you want sparkling water, well, I think that should be $2.99. That should be a cost. You shouldn't have that as an option. You don't need that. There used to be a time in this world where like you, like we were okay without oatmeal as an option. There was a time where like that wasn't a thing. Um, We used to be a proper country where people would like iced tea was like the beverage before a cola was a beverage. I think that was a time. Uh, I don't know. Somebody recently asked, like, on one of my posts, what year are you even living in? I'm living in 2023. Okay. Um, The promise of the flying car. We're not even getting that for two more years. We are so off schedule. And they're off schedule at Applebee's because there was only two people working. Lunch rush in the middle of the week on a Wednesday. The lunch counter is going to be busy. And I need to see a lot more people working in there. I don't know if I should fault that location, but I'm telling you in 13 years, I've gone one time every year and I've lowered my expectations every time I go. And even with dropping the expectations now, what? 10%. The next year, 10%. I've almost dropped my, I've almost dropped my expectation. 130%, 130%. And it's still a pile of shit. Why? What is happening? I get it. People don't want to work anymore. But as a company, wouldn't wouldn't they say like, we need to make like they spent so much time uh, curating each Applebee's to the city, like the city that I live live in. Uh, it's like name of the college that's there. And they've got pictures of people from the city and all this stuff. What? Why? Why don't you spend more time? regulating that the food needs to come out in a certain way. Also, by the way, I ordered the uh, prime rib dipper sandwich or whatever it's called, the big dipper. Oh my God. The big dip. I think it was called the big dipper sandwich. But anyway, it was a, a, a beef dipper sandwich, which by the way, when big dipper has pool parties, those are called beef dips um, or, or beef stews. Um, and they're hairy situations. Um, but I was there and I ordered that sandwich and it came with an au jus. And I love an, an au jus is very Delta. But there is a very, very easy way to fuck that up and ruin the whole situation, which is what they did at Applebee's. And you know what it was? They just put fucking this much French onion soup in a bowl. And they said, here you go. There you go. Like, that's it. The fries were not bad. And I will tell you, I will go back for onion rings. Their onion rings are right. But I also will tell you, it's not that I'm going to go back for their onion rings. It's that if I'm if I have to go there again, like if I'm with a group of people and we're like, okay, we're in the middle of, I don't know, Petaluma, California or someplace where that's like all there is to eat. I'll go there, but I'm going to order. I'm probably going to order three orders of onion rings and a Diet Coke. Um because um, the Diet Coke is going to come out of a fountain already cold, so they can't fuck up the ice. I'm going to give them that. And then the onion rings are good, but I think there's only four. So, like, if as my meal, I'm going to have, like, four. Like, I'm going to have that. I'll share some barbecue sauce with those. But here's the caveat of all of that. Wherever the Applebee's is, there's also going to be a jack-in-the-box. And their their onion rings are the exact same recipe as the ones at Applebee's. 
exact same thing. So I don't know. Maybe I just try to convince everybody that we go eat at Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box, listen, they don't promise too much. They don't have special pictures up. Although I will say Jack in the Box let me down with their air freshener. They had a pineapple air freshener. Girl, bye. That is the rudest air freshener. I don't know about the purple haze one with the Snoop Dogg uh, menu. That might be good. But that pineapple express, whatever they fucking call it. Oh, sick. It is not good. It, there's no smell. Like you don't open it up and it like just wears away. There's there's nothing there. There's nothing there. You couldn't even get like a carcinogen from that. There's nothing in the air freshener. It's gross. Applebee's doesn't offer any air fresheners, but Applebee's does offer empty promises. They got rid of the quesadilla burger, which is something I thought, eh, maybe that'll be good. Like, I'll do that. But I mean, the majority of their menu is like, I'm going to be honest with you, macaroni and cheese with tenders on it. If you have not dummied down the world, or at least if you have not dummied down the United States more than macaroni and cheese with tenders on it, come on. I mean, like level up just a little tiny bit. I feel like Applebee's is trying to be Chili's in a way. Like Chili's, I can never be mad at Chili's. Chili's gets me together. Chili's, if you order the soup and salad, the unlimited soup and salad, do you know that that comes with chips and salsa for the table unlimited? That's like a free appetizer. Chili's gets you together. They're a little slow on their beverage order. Chili's, I'm just going to say, I love you to death. But, you know, I like to see a server for each table. I don't like an all hands on deck storyline. I get it. You're busy. But what happens there is too many people, too many chefs, too many, too many cooks spoil the unlimited chips and salsa. Like that's for me. That's what happens. Um, You know, when you're at Chili's, they have those mugs or whatever. I want a beverage like I will go to Lucille's barbecue because specifically of the size of their drink. Like I want that iced tea. That's that. It's a mason jar. It's huge. Um, I love that. I feel like Applebee's is trying to be Chili's. Like it's Applebee's is just like never realized that they're not Chili's. I'm going to eat at Applebee's again because I'm a glutton for so many things, including punishment. Um, I'm next time I go, it's I'm gonna be a hundred and forty percent of my expectation will be dropped. And I still will be dissatisfied. I know it. I know it. By the way, I had to ask for sweet and low like three times. I ended up drinking that iced tea, that iced tea with the shards inside of it that looked like little pieces of rice floating in because the ice had diminished so much. I had to drink it with no, no sweet and low, no, no asparatame, no splenda. Nothing. I had nothing. I had nothing. My mother was with me and she just, she, of course, she wasn't complaining. She was laughing. She's, you know, she's seen it all and done that. I, she knows I'm ridiculous, but I don't feel like I'm being that ridiculous because I still paid for the drinks, right? I didn't complain. I didn't call anything out. I didn't say I need to speak to a manager. I didn't do any of that. So any of you that are watching this that are like, oh, here she goes. Just know I wasn't shitting on anybody there. I didn't fucking complain. I sure as shit still tipped 25% because I thought that that was fair because I know that these people were working as hard as they possibly could. It's that management yet again. These managers are getting paid more than everybody. And they, I just don't think they're showing up to manager meetings or something. What is happening? How is this still happening? And you know why those people are going there and they don't have a problem? 
because people are so burned out. They have they don't even have 140% less expectation. They have no expectation. People are so used to being shit on and so used to not getting what they want that they're like, well, oh, well, take my money. I guess this is as good as it's going to get. I guess this, uh, si- I guess the side salad no longer has bacon on it. Oh, well, it's still the same. It's actually more than it was last year. Costs a little bit more, get a little bit less. Don't complain about it. That's how everybody looks at it. Again, I'm not advocating shitting on anybody or not tipping them or uh, I'm advocating uh, going publicly and letting people know, Applebee's, you are not Chili's. <laughs> get into it. Do you want to see me take a break? I think you want to see me take a break. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek, and professional. I love to shop online and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders, You can have an online store, you can sell your products directly on your site, and they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Why is this Voss water bottle here? Uh, if I can't drink out of it. It's glamorous? Yeah, it's glamorous. Bottle water? It's part of the set design. It is. It is. Right? <laughs> I just bought these at Ross and I was like, oh, they this look rich cute. to me. They look cute. I like it. Really I like it. All right. Let's do it. <sighs> you ready? Yeah. You ready? ready. Are we rolling? Please welcome the brilliant, gorgeous vice president and COO of the Translatina Coalition, Maria Roman Taylorson. Hi, Gorge. Hi, everybody. Hi, Delta. Thank you for being here. Oh, my God. When you asked me to be here, I was, you know, you were, you wanted to interview me, so I'm excited to be here. Everybody wants to talk to you. I mean, here's the thing. I, I feel like uh, in all, like I've, I've always been from L.A., right? And I've always, I can always remember going to Peanuts, oh, yeah. going to any of the clubs. And there's always been people who are part of the backdrop of the community. And I think what happens is that a lot of people only think of people who are performing in front of the, in front of the audience. Correct. But then there's people that are the support network of the community. Um, and there's something that you do because you are not just a glamorous icon that people have seen on television, which I would love to go into, but you also um, are somebody who is serving uh, 
yourself, but you're serving the community. And that's not what a lot of people uh, are really focused on because it doesn't sound that glamorous. But I was just sure. talking to you right now. I was like, what are you going to do after after today's recording? And you're like, I'm going back to work. You're going back to the office. And I said, in this dress? You're like, yeah, in this dress. Why <laughs> yeah. not, right? Yeah, why not? I think, you know, I've always been of the belief that you have to, no matter what you're doing, you need to really feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've always liked to dress sexy and, and not that I wear this to the office every day, right. but if I happen to have it on and I have to go to the office, you know, I'll rock it for eight hours and be okay. Right. But right. you're right. I think peanuts and a lot of the, what we think of LA, when we think of the ambiance, the community, there's a lot of us that are part of the ambiance that we're always in those places, but don't get the opportunity to be featured or spoken to. Right. Um, so I appreciate that you're, you've invited me here to talk about what I do and, and yeah, I'm excited. I appreciate it. I mean, and I, you know, we think of reality shows as like, uh, specifically like RuPaul's Drag Race, but I can remember seeing you on reality, being interviewed, uh, you know, that you were one of the first people actually that I can remember from all of that. And it's interesting, I don't know if you're on TikTok, but- I love TikTok. Of, yeah, like, oh, I do too. I, love I can, and I save recipes and I'm like, I'm gonna cook yeah. it. I don't cook any of it. I don't yeah. do any of it, but I love it. Yeah. But when I think of um, the like TikTok accounts, there's one called Doll's History. And they post stuff from back in the day that may not be, you may not, it's buried on the internet, mm -hmm. but it still exists. And you've been interviewed uh, and done specials about your life, have you yeah, not? Yeah, I have. You know, I think that um, you hit on a really good point. I think that when I was fortunate to be on TV, um, got in the early 2000s, I think the universe wasn't really ready to see transsexual women so sexualized and so sexy and so comfortable in their own skin right. and I think that made people very uncomfortable mm -hmm. you know but you still see legends like Mimi Marks and other women that were part of the history right. of you know Trantasia and Wild Things Cassandra Cass who is still doing amazing and that bitch looks so good still which right. is incredible so many years after but it's important for people to also get to know the work behind us you know mm -hmm. because I think the focus today on on TV or in communities, this notion of celebrity and not the people that are necessarily doing their groundwork. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm excited to be here and be able to share some of the work that we're doing and to talk about some of those nuances of of activism and, and so on. Right. Yeah. Tell me about uh, the Trans-Latina Coalition. So the Trans-Latina Coalition is one of the largest trans-led organizations in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, and when I mean trans-led, I mean that everybody from the board to the folks who are leading the organization, both me and Bambi Salcedo, who is my partner, who is the president of the organization, create all the programming, think of, look for all the resources, and we're able to make the decisions on the things that we need for the community based right. on not only our own personal experience, but the feedback from community, which in many other organizations, trans people don't necessarily have the decision-making power, right? Like there's programs in other amazing organizations like the LGBT Center and other organizations, but trans people are delivering the services, but they're not really the ones creating and driving the ship and, right. and the focus of the work and how this programming will better serve the community. Um, I've never thought I would be in a position where I could lead 
such a large organization as a trans woman. So for me and Bambi throughout our professional career now, we have moments where we look at each other in awe of what we've been able to build, right? An organization where people that are at the core are still vulnerable, that are dealing with homelessness, that are dealing with all this stuff that is not part of the glamour that we see of trans people now in the media, right? It's the really kind of underground and suffering that people are 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 dealing with, but that they can come to a place where they're safe, where we really cater to them and try to meet their needs to the best of our ability. We also have a Hope House, which is a house that we opened, uh, I believe, five years ago. And we've done this annual fundraiser um, that allows people to live there for six months to a year um, and get better, right? Get the resources that they need, get the support that they need um, as they're trying to build their lives. Because we know, as we all know now, you know, there's so many efforts to erase trans people. Right. and and keep us on the, you know, on the underground. They're comfortable keeping us in, in you know, on the sidelines of society. But we're not going to do that anymore, right? We're out, we're, we're proud, and we're trying to make sure that our people have what they need to, to sustain themselves and to succeed. Um, you know, trans people, just like everybody else, we want to be able to have... Uh, safe to feel safe and to have a way for us to to make a living and to you know have an apartment that is safe for us and all those things that some of us sometimes take for granted so the coalition has built this uh, place that is safe and and that people are changing even from our staff that we've hired as volunteers we see the the changes that having an opportunity can do for a person yeah. So it's the biggest dream for me to to be able to to create something like this, and we're growing. We're continuing to grow, um, and there's much more to come. And I know you're not afraid. Like you're not afraid. You've never been afraid of the term drag queen. Like as part as far as as far as as an identity. Correct. And I think there's this like there's this space where drag queens who have taken so much inspiration and or stolen inspiration from trans women specifically specifically trans women of color as well um there's a place where we have to be together we have to march together Mm -hmm. and you know i identify as a drag queen a female impersonator but i i feel a responsibility to to trans the trans community i I, don't you think like i think so too i think that you hit on something you know i know that many years back when i was on tv I, i did this interview um for a news article where they asked me who was one of my role models. And I mentioned that I thought RuPaul was one of the the biggest role models that I had looked up. And I got so much backlash for saying that. Because I do, in some ways, I self-identify as a, a big drag queen, because I am. I think uh, being a drag queen, it's a sense of being. It's a way you carry yourself. It's mm-hmm. all these things that I look at as a positive thing. But I think that, in essence, if I am with a drag queen walking down the street, down anywhere, any street, and somebody that has hate for what we represent wants to attack us, they're going to hit us with the same force. I don't think that people, in essence, are looking to say, oh, no, this person is a transsexual and that's a drag queen. They They lump us all together. And I think if we start looking at the commonalities and the things that we have in common and being intentional how we support each other 
then there's more force in us. And I and and another thing, you know, if you think of if in the United States there were, you know, thirty five to forty drag queens being murdered every year, or you know, gay men that were murdered in the rates that you know we see trans women being murdered, the entire community would be up in arms. I think we need mm-hmm. to look again at how we are spending our life, how we're supporting the cause, and people could do that by donating their time, by donating a dollar, two dollars, whatever that is, volunteering. There's ways that we can, and there's people that have real power, you know, that are doing legislation that can support trans people um, in the fight against, the fight against all this legislation that that is going uh, across the country. But I find a sisterhood in the trans and drag queen community that we need to really embrace and not focus on like, that's not me. Yeah, because there's so many, like, I I feel like we're in a really great space, uh, even though all of these outside noises, we're in a great space where we, things overlap, right? Like our, our, our identities overlap in so many ways. And, you know, I know it's a a thing in our, in in the, the drag queen community to be like read or, or say, uh, you know, we, people used to use the term fishy all the time or things like that. But there's a place where still within the community, there's this, um, passable and so you get more more respect based on that and it's like we have to get rid of that thinking because if somebody everyone deserves respect true regardless of how many resources they have and i know that's what you stand for true and i think you know i've always been of the frame of mind that the reality is that there's privilege in being beautiful right there's this perception in society what beauty is right and I think whether you're a drag queen or you're a trans woman or you're a cis woman, if you meet a certain standard of beauty, society looks at you through a different lens. Mm, you're so right. You know, and I've been fortunate that through my life, you know, I've, I've found my voice, I've been listened to, I've been given a space to speak. But there's many trans women that want, might not fit what I st- look like or might not you know, have the capacity to speak in English the way I do, and you see how they're treated in certain circles. Or if you're a drag queen that's starting and you're, you know, not polished or whatever that is, how you're treated different. We have to move from that and see people as people, as human beings, and see, again, the intersections, the commonality that we have. Um, and that w- is what's going to lead us to the next phase, right? God, you're so right. Like that, that yeah. the way you describe it is just so true. It's not that hard. It's not that it hard really to isn't. say together, if we just stop with like the little tiny bullshit, yeah. that is, n- it's nothing. And yeah. we could do so much yes. for everybody. Yeah. For everybody, we could do so much if we're all brought to the table. Yeah. You know, Bambi just spoke that the drag queen march they had in West Hollywood, right? I think they had a march specifically about the ridiculous now that drag queens can't read books to children, which is like stupid, ridiculous. And they're clinging on to any kind of sensationalized topic sure. to try to get a group of people that have been, in essence, in previous administration, given the authority to be assholes. Given the authority to be assholes, right? Because that's really what it is. Right. When we had a previous president, he told these people that are ridiculous, you can be as bigoted as you want. And she was there proud alongside. That's what we need to do. But we need to focus on working together. And I... 
and, and we need allies. We need allyship from drag queens. We need allyship from gay men and lesbians. We need to really be intentional in in fighting what's going on mm -hmm. with our community. Because if one of us loses, they're coming for the next. That you know, is so true. They're coming for the next. So you know, we were able to get married, and it seemed like the focus on LGBT stuff kind of simmered down. But they're coming for that marriage. That's what I thought too. They're coming. It they're seemed coming. like for a minute, like yeah. You know what? No, we're assimilating. Like things yes. are good, and then all of a sudden, let's take a break. Yeah. Does the two cherries symbolize something else too? You know what? I, I could. I was at Ross and I saw it and I was like, it's so pretty. And then yeah. somebody made this because I always talk about Del Taco and they made it and it says Delta Co CEO. <laughs> Stupid. People carry on. People on social are crazy. The way they see it. And I'm like, how did you even think to do that? It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, we are back with Maria <laughs> Roman Taylorson, and we are just talking about all of it. You know, we could I mean, I could sit with you and, and, and learn so much about what you do because it's so complex. I mean, you wear a lot of hats, no pun intended, because you're also an entertainer. <laughs> yes, you've, been, yes. you've done pageantry. You've done all of that. Who are your style icons? I know you love supermodels as well as I God, do. I love Cindy Crawford. I've always loved Cindy Crawford. And when I was young, I had this tattoo that I had which now is kind of green and I cover it, but I had not this green. Yeah. You know how tattoos turn the color. So it's like, I have this weird dot, but I love her style. Anything related to the eighties. Uh -huh. um, I kind of have a little bit of a Texas, even though I hate what's happening in the state, right. a little bit of Texas flavor with my hair. Uh -huh. um, but that's kind of it. anything eighties yeah. tied kind of revealing. I love. I like and that. if it has bling, like I'm like a guppy fish, you know. I well, think. you did your shoes, right? You were talking about shoes, those shoes, yes. which are gorgeous. I actually wore this for Pride. Wait, like, like at to the march? I marched. Stop it! I did, which I will never do that again. It messed up my my sciatica. Like I'm still limping. Yeah. But um, and by the time I was done, oh my god. It was horrible. Why would you walk in them? Because it looked really good with my it did outfit. Look good. Yeah, it did look it did good. look good with my outfit. So sometimes you pay a little bit, but I won't do that again. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, I remember back in the day when we would get um, clear shoes, like brand new, and they would be too tight. We would take the blow dryer to them oh, to, to try to loosen them, them up. Yes, yes. Or people will walk around the house <laughs> with um, uh, socks on in them. Yeah. To try to they say you can put them in the fridge too. Oh, really? And fill it with ice, supposed to stretch them. Oh. Yeah. But, you know, I have a really hard time finding shoes my size because I, I, I wear a 12, even though a 13 is a little more comfortable. Like a but, supermodel. You're yeah. tall. So, but these I got at Tords. Really? I love Tords. And you stoned them yourself. And I have I zero patience. I have such a hard time stoning stuff. Yeah. yeah. It took me a couple of hours, but I'm kind of like a pro now. Yeah. <laughs> I always like yeah. start off like, you know what it is? I start off doing it um, too concentrated in an area instead of like saying, okay, I'm going to do it sporadically yeah. and then fill in. Yeah. I feel like that's what I should do. Yeah. Cause you I, have to kind of spread it out and then come back. Yeah. And come back. Cause otherwise, to it. yeah. 
for sure. <laughs> um, what was your experience like being in um, the first pageant, like the first pageant that you did? You know, Tran uh, when I, Trantasia was the yeah. first pageant I did, I went to Las Vegas for the world's most beautiful transsexual contest, which is such a title, right? Such a title. Such a title. And that's where I met so many icons like Mimi Marks, Erica Andrews, Cassandra Cass that are kind of legends, right? Mm -hmm. Within pageantry. And it was my first pageant. Wow. And at that time, you know, I'm six foot two. At that time, I was pushing like 225. Okay. And so I went, I had this little orange dress made. And I was just going to really talk about the work I was doing because I was already doing social work. But once I was there, I placed and they called me as top of the part of the top eight. I, I could not believe that I made it to top eight. Really? Um, and that started kind of a new thing for me in show business that I never even dreamed for myself. Like I never thought I would be in TV or thought anybody would be interested in my story. But it opened that pageant op changed my life forever. Really? It really changed my life in the sense that, you know, I got my own reality TV show. I began to think of myself as a beautiful person, right? Which before that, I I wasn't as confident. So it really helped me um, understand the power and the that you have when you're given a platform to speak like this. Mm -hmm. um, and it was fun. It was really fun to be in that pageant. If you have not seen Trantation, I think you can see it on Amazon. But it's such a good documentary. It's a great documentary. It's such a fun watch. And, and it's funny, right? Like, we were so funny. Yeah. I think what it is is there's, like, there's, uh, obviously, it's 100% just important. It's important yeah. to document the time what was happening, who was involved. Yeah. And also, I, I you get a chance to really see that um, within the same movement, there's a lot of viewpoints in that movement. Yeah. And then also you get to see people that are in a pageant and you're, it's yeah. a competition setting, which, you know, I can, you know, attest to like in reality and in a competition setting, there's, a, you know, the idea specifically with that, like you're there as an entertainer, yeah. but you're also there as yourself. So when some people say like, oh, this is a competition, when you're recording it, it mm -hmm. is a competition, but you're also a cast member. So people want to understand. I feel like once we're in it, and I and when I say that, obviously, I, I when I take drag off, um, you know, I, I present as male, obviously. Yeah. Um, but when people are in drag, it just gives you whether, whether you're trans or or or, mm -hmm. uh, or cis, gay, yeah, drag queen. In drag, it's just like a little more heightened version of yourself. True. Right? And I like think that once the camera goes on, I think we go, yeah. we all go a little above and beyond. Yeah. Right? I instantly. For me, you know, once I put all this on and, you know, the lip gloss goes on, mm -hmm. I think there's another, you know, you know that you're, it gives you this sense of self um, that you even walk different. That's why people wear heels, yeah. you know? Um, it props you up and it makes you feel a certain way. But I think that happens too in reality TV. That minute that button hits record, mm -hmm. people shift. But it's still you, you know, yeah. your sense of humor, who you are as a person. But there's stuff that you do when you're filming that probably are out of character. Like me chasing Cassandra Cass right, and throwing right. water at her. Right. It came at the moment, you know, but that's not something that I do now in my day-to-day -day life. But it was funny. She ran so fast. I mean, it's hot enough today that we could. <laughs> yes, right? Yes, it's been yes. gross lately. The heat. Yes. I cannot. Yes. Yeah. So I got you a little something. Oh my gosh, okay. Yes. 
So I got you a little shirt from the Trans Latino Coalition. Oh my God. Can I open it? Yes, please. Where does this bag come from? I love. You know, this. my mother loved those bags. Like you get them and and you can reuse them. Yeah. Well, you know what I, I am got them on QVC, it. which is very telling that I'm shopping at QVC. But <laughs> this is staying here for sure. Yes, it's a pen. This is gonna be the official pen. We have some pamphlets with information. This is very important. Yeah. I'm gonna post about this. Yeah. And they can find all that information on our website too. That's you our you can't see her, but this doll is behind the camera right now. Absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. I'm telling you. I know it's not everybody likes to hear it, but yeah. I think you look like Gloria Stefan and I love it. <laughs> Oh my goodness! And I got your shirt. I'm excited. Ooh, it feels good too. Yeah, they're comfortable. Oh my god, this is lovely. I'm excited. Should I wear this on an episode? You can. Oh that would be god, great. This pee like this. Yes, it's right about the titties. Look perfect. <laughs> Thank you for this. Of course. Oh, sweet. Of course. I'm so excited. Yeah. You know, course. this is like what you were saying about um, allyship. It's really weird that we're. In 2023, I feel like we're supposed to be in flying cars right now. We're right? supposed to be. That's what they to, told us. Right. Do you remember the movie Total Recall where the waitress was <gasps> oh, her, yes. the, the secretary? Yes, yes. And she went. Like, that's where we're supposed to be right now. Instead, we're bitching about who who gets to have a wedding cake and who doesn't. Who can have a website and who can't. Who could get like, stop. Hypothetical, because the bitches don't even have a what? Exactly. It wasn't even real. Yeah. Can I say bitch? You can say whatever you want. Oh, okay. She don't even have. Fucking bitch. Fucking bitch. She don't even have. Uh, nobody was getting her services. Right. Just creating it out of the air saying, well, just in case, like, what if? Just bullshit. And then you want to go to legislation with that? That is so weird. But it's so crazy. This allyship is, it, it is important. And it's weird, yes. as I say, in 2023, that in our, what was once considered a small community and then realized itself into like all these other little branches all under yeah. the same umbrella within itself needs allyship but it's about being intentional like you're being intentional you yeah. having me here like you have a platform you have viewers that will see this and you have created a space for me to come here and share about things that are both fun we try that fun yeah. and also important so it's about creating that space there's people right now at home that have power to make decisions to create space and sometimes they're asking how can we help well, create space. Yeah. Be intentional about including people that you know are not including in a lot of stuff, you know. Um, and also to all the, my message would be to all the folks who are now celebrities, right? We for decades not had trans people that we can look on the screen and say, oh my God, that's us. Mm -hmm. That they also look for ways for them to give back to this up and coming trans-led right. organizations. We can't get them on the red carpets, we, but we need their support too. Yeah. So it's a it's a intentionality behind people's actions that will get us to the next chapter. The interesting thing about, I'm gonna put this in here. The interesting thing when you say that is that uh, it it takes a lot, but it takes a little. It Tiny. doesn't really take much, you know, yeah. like uh, with so, in, in, when you compare it to like looks for some people, you say, oh, it doesn't take much to make them look good, but it doesn't take much to make them look bad either. Correct. Um, it, it, does, it doesn't take uh, you don't have to have a million dollars to make a difference. A little, donate up. a little bit of the, your time. And sure. I know they're being asked for many people. Sure. You know, but I think that as trans people, maybe a priority should be to support your fellow trans yeah. folks that are doing the work on the ground. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Let's take a break.
And we are back with Maria Roman Taylorson. We are shooting the shit about all of it. Yes. I just, I, I mean, I want to get into these letters, but I, I'm just really grateful that you're here uh, because, I mean, you really, you're, you're not just um, a style icon to me, a glamour icon. There's, you, you just seem so comfortable in your skin, and not a lot of people get to that point. I'm really comfortable, and I think throughout my life, what I wanted to be is in a place where I can have real peace and I think I'm there I think that comes with age and the journey that we all go through right. where you get to a place where you're like hey this is what it is whether you like it or not this is all it but is. who doesn't like it you're so luxu- like that is luxurious who could, not, who could not like it yeah <laughs> you're just so luxurious I, <laughs> thank I'm you, thank always you. enamored <laughs> alright this is the part of the podcast okay. called um, read me delta When people send in letters, they have no idea who's going to be here. Oh, so I don't know. If, sometimes the letters are like, "What? I don't know if that applies. I don't know if I have an answer." Are we for supposed that. to read them? Like, I'm going to read them, and then you, we just answer their questions. Oh, okay, but we're not reading them like reading them. I mean, unless you think they need to be read, because okay. if you think they do, because some of these questions, you're like, "Bitch, really?" Okay, that I'm excited. And you can look right into your camera and let their and ass have it. Okay, but sometimes, uh, let's see. Dear Miss Delta and highly esteemed guest, I recently found my best girlfriend's boyfriend on Grinder. <gasps> Naturally, oh. he tapped my profile and we started chatting. Uh, we then had a completely random and unplanned run in at 2 a.m. in the morning, and now I'm torn. Not my ass, rather my conscience. <laughs> Do I come clean? Do I stop being friends with her? I hope this letter finds you and your guest in good health and wellness. I pray for you truly. Tia. Bitch, you were never friend with her to start with. How do you do that to your friend? Right. So you can't consider that person your friend if you could do that to them. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So what should they what what should they do now now that they have this information? That is so shady. Should she spill the beans? I don't think it's gonna change anything. If you tell your friend the friendship is over and it seems like the friendship is over because you're just not a good friend. Right. So it's not a win. I would just move on with my life and let that person be. See, I'm I'm in that same place. Like part of me, the petty part of me is like, yeah. oh, this is my moment to say, either you tell her or I tell her. You have five minutes to decide. But there's another part of me that does know that um, I feel like everyone's sort of like coming out or coming to terms experience is different. And I, I do feel bad for people who sort of are in this DL place. Yeah. And maybe this is an opportunity to like have this discussion with that person, not your f- supposed friend. Wow. But with that person and say like, you know, if you're doing this, there's a bigger and better life for bigger you. Bigger issue. Yeah, and there's a bigger and better life once you realize, like, you don't have to do this. You, you could just be with the people that you want to be with yeah. and not fool somebody else and hurt their feelings. But there's so many men in the world, you know, so many right. people in the world. Why go to your best friend's uh, partner? Right. It's just terrible. Now, I wonder if they knew all along, like, or if it they had to know. what the letter that bitch knew she was doing. Like, she's like, oh, you're dating my friend. I didn't know that, you know, but I'm available. But when they said room in, uh, run in at 2 a.m., like, what is Like, that? where do you run in? Right. Because CVS is not open t- anymore 24 hours. <laughs> they are that not. I think there's some of them that are now. I never find it. Well, there's, there's you know, there's you can go to CVS Imas. I think Walgreens. Oh, oh Imas. That is so funny. They have those and now. And more. Uh-huh. <laughs> they have them in certain areas. Where I live, they have one. 
Um, Yeah, this was not your friend. Well, maybe you thought this was your friend, but if you wanted to just like get off. Yeah. No. Jerk off. Yeah. And just, yeah. And that's it. But for that person, I do, I do, part of me does feel bad for people in relationships that are, um, uh, they say they're quote straight, but then they're uh, doing other things. I feel like it's kind of sad, but it's also fucked up. It is. It's 2023. And it's sad for the person that this is happening to that right. thinks their boyfriend loves them. Right. Imagine the heartbreak. That sucks. I mean, it happens often. So I think people should be like, be just on the wing expecting it. Have you had your heart broken before? I have. There's so many assholes out there that it's unnevable that somebody's going to fuck with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's unnevable. And, right. and people, men that they trans women, some of them are like, God, I mean, damn. Right. They're just fucked up. Yeah. In their behaviors, right? It's kind of this promiscuity and also, you know, the fact that they don't want to take you home for Thanksgiving. Right, right. You know, so it's like, you get it when you can, but. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's another letter. Uh, Dearest Delta and legendary guest. Yes, they're right. I'm a loyal listener and you make my Mondays brighter. What is your ideal Labor Day pool party? Would this be a party or a small gathering, an afternoon event or an evening event? Should guests bring their own food dishes or would you cater the food? Will you let your annoying niece connect with her nonsensical music to your Beats pill? Or are you playing Tina Marie Ooh La La on repeat? (laughs) Will you claim ownership of your IUD floating next to that ant that uh, cuts bite-sized candy in half? Or will you let her get the blame? Will you lie to your guests and say, we should do this again soon with a tear in your eye and a broken, I just cried, inhale. Will you play juveniles back that ass up while wearing a Frida Kahlo Day of the Dead print swimsuit and (laughs) eight-inch clear pleasers? Will you invite all your presenting as female guests with variations of blonde hair and dark roots to the Glen Ivy Spa in Corona? Tell us, Delta, we need to know. Love always and forever. Jose LaBercia. This is my friend. God, you gotta like really dissect He's that. Specific. Oh my, that is so specific. He really should be in charge of the very Delta mail room because yes. he writes letters all the time. I have known Jose forever. He will. He'll look at a picture of me and then he'll describe exactly who he thinks that person is in like a universe somewhere. That would be great to write. You know when they put those bad reviews uh-huh. to respond to those? Right. They would be great at that. Right. <laughs> he's very, he's yeah. very specific. Like what wow. did he say one time? Um, I posted a picture of myself like in, just in drag. I think I was at brunch after the show and I just put on like, I have a habit of like, I really love um, what I think is like, a lady dress, right? Yeah. So it's not too flashy, but I'm like, oh, this is like a lady at brunch. And I'll put it on after to go take pictures. And so he'll tell me who that is. And he was like, you look like a lady who buys her husband's underwear in six packs at Costco. Oh That's what he said. I love Costco. Though. I do. I, 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 I'm going to love Costco because I just moved into my first house. Oh, congratulations. Uh, thank you. But I've never been to Costco before. Oh, my God. And I love watching videos about Costco. It's a labyrinth. So they hook you up. You start going to get something. And then you end up with like two carts full of shit that you really did not need. You do. I've done that. I went to say, I'm going to go get some turkey meat and whatever. Uh And I come up with all this stuff. Do they really have that many samples there? People they getting have, out samples? They have a lot of stuff. Yeah. Somebody said the bakery is bomb. It's good. It's yeah. good. The pizza's amazing. Okay. 
Um, yeah, but Costco is a it's a setup, honey. Yeah. Do you uh, do you do like have barbecues? Is that something you like? Or do I you don't. Little... I live in an apartment. Uh-huh. I live like on the eighth floor. Oh, okay. And my apartment is rent control, so I'm never gonna move. You know. Um, but the dream is also to buy a house. Well, the eighth floor is very glamorous. To it's me. really nice. That's it's, nice. I get to see. It's a beautiful view, and we have parking, so it's comfortable. But my dream is to have. You know, I would like to have a condo with a pool and all this right, stuff. Right, like right. Yeah. When you go to someone's, uh, when someone has a party and you go, do you like? Is there do you like? Is there like a thing you like to do? Like, I like to you... bring something. Yeah. I I have this recipe from my mom that is artichoke dip that mm. I that I like to make. So I like to always bring something. Right. Um, but you know, I haven't been to a pool party in like forever. Um. But beach stuff, I like to do more. I like to go more to like, like the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Do you yeah. are you a a cocktail person or I can you... have a drink or two. I've I've been known to have too many too. Really? <laughs> oh, girl. What's your drink of I choice? Have, I have a I like a one fifty one and uh and Coke. Dang. I, I don't drink Damn. those as much. Yeah, but I, that was my drink. You don't play. I used to have so many things. Like stuff has happened to me on that drink. But um, I try to just have only three drinks and that's it because after the third you know it's yeah you send me the wrong thing and i go in my mind i'm seeing you with like a beautiful paloma or like um i don't know like some sort of like sparkly beautiful wine i think i have a little more like you like to you like to feel it yeah i like to have one drink and be like okay let's go you know, I guess I, I've said before, I'm kind of that way in the sense that I don't really like the taste of alcohol. So mm. I would rather just do shots. To I like, like shots too now. Yeah. I'll do a Patron. I, lo- I love a Patron. Okay. Yeah. Do you like a, a lime with it? Do you like just a back? Shot, just straight like that. You don't even need a back no. for it? And I sip on it too. Dang, Maria. That's how a, a little hardcore, That's right? Rough. <laughs> but I'm not mad though. You know yeah, what you like. I do. I you like a little strong like. where you're like, oh, God damn. What are you? <laughs> oh, God, I feel Right. Bad. And then you're like, talking like this yes. afterwards. What's, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> now, what about um, if, you, if you go to a drive through? If you got to pick and it was just going to be outside and you were going to go, what would be like your go to fast food drive through? McDonald's. McDonald's. Okay. And I like to have breakfast. No matter what I time of the day, breakfast. I love breakfast. Do they still serve it all day? They do. Some, but I've been to some places, after, especially after like I've been drinking, that is my thing. Uh-huh. It's either I go to that pizza place right there on Santa Monica at the end of Boys mm-hmm. Town, or I go to McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. And what's your breakfast option at McDonald's? I like the number one, which I think is a sausage, egg, and cheese muffin uh-huh. uh, with the hash browns and a Diet Coke. Like and that. then I drink a Diet Coke to make myself. I think that's so smart. About my choices. Uh, Diet Coke <laughs> is the official drink of the Very yeah. Delta Talk Show. Yeah, I yeah. like the taste better. I don't like regular Coke. Yeah. Um, or Pepsi. I could do Diet Pepsi or Diet Coke. Okay. Either. A diet beverage. A Diet yeah. Cola. A Diet Cola. What about Diet Dr. Pepper? Have you ever had that? I love Diet Dr. Pepper. I do too. It's a, key, a little secret. Yeah. It's good. You know what you have to get? You have to go to Target or wherever you go, uh, yeah. wherever you shop, and get the uh, Dr. Pepper... Strawberries and cream zero. I'm gonna get that. I'm it's gonna put that on my list. So good. You can yeah. get it in a 12 pack, but yeah. it's so especially good. if they're really cold. Oh, like it has to soda. be cold. I prefer even a can. I you wish know, the can is just like. Uh, it gives you that same thing, like the tequila. <laughs> and don't you think 
like people use the term hits different. So like if you get a Diet Coke from from McDonald's hits different than from other places, right? It does. And then the can, sometimes if you're really, really thirsty and it's ice cold, you want to feel it burn. Just burn. Yeah, I love it. Do you think you could drink a whole can of Diet Coke like in one swig? Probably. You could do it? I've done other things in one swig. So yes, I think I... (laughs) See, I knew it was going to go here. Just lightly, just light. Right. Imagine if I had 151 here, just one little shot. This yes. would, we wouldn't have been talking about any activism. We wouldn't have that talked about. We I thought you were offering me one for the one. I said yes. <laughs> well, I mean, the yeah. next time you come, yes. The next time yeah. you come, yes. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to have one fifty one at the fashion show? I try not to because I'm I'm MC responsible. But yeah, but this Saturday I'm going to go out, so okay. I'm going to have. I don't do the one fifty one as much anymore, but I'm going to have one in in the honor of being in this show. What is it? Whiskey, even? No, it's Bacardi, but it's like really it's one fifty one proof. So it's like seventy. It's like five percent alcohol. I don't know what the yeah, but it's like really high in in how easy it's going to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, you are wild. It grows like hair on your chest too. So you just had to get all of the specifics about social work out, and then you were like, "Okay, I'm done yes. now. I just want." I'm to a drink. party girl too. Party, I look like gorgeous. To go have a sip, and people watch. Like I like to go to the club and kind of watch people. Um, if you get if you get more uh, more like if you feel looser, do you like throw your hair around more? I do. I'm you a, do. I'm a limit. Let me mess with my hair all night. Yeah, because yeah. you're flirty. That's what I love about you. Yeah, is you are very flirty, yeah. and I don't mean like I don't mean in a sexual sense on on people. Yeah, you're just that's what I that's what I find luxurious about you yeah. is that you're aware of your body, and it just I think it's so yeah. beautiful. Oh well, thank it's you. so exciting thank to watch <laughs> beautiful. I I'm always inspired to watch beautiful women who are comfortable in their skin. It makes what like me as a female impersonator. That's when people say, oh, what inspires you? Like, that inspires yeah. me. That moment of watching that gorgeous grace. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And it innately comes from inside, right? Some, yeah. some of those things, of the, all that, it's, you know, I can't help myself. You can't. <laughs> Your body just does what it does. At the age of 10, I was doing that. Dang, I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. This Not has been thank fun. thank you. This it, was so much fun. It flies by. Yeah, it, flies it was by. like, boom. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. I thank love you. you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening and watching Very Delta. A special hello to everyone on YouTube. Subscribe to Mom Podcast so you don't miss an episode. Also, search for Very Delta on your podcast apps uh, where we come out every Monday, as well as here on the Mom Podcast YouTube channel. Send all your questions to readmedelta at gmail.com and you can follow me on Instagram at Delta Work. Uh, you can also follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at Very Delta because if you're not, you're really only getting half the Delta. Where can people find you on social media? They can go to all my handles are Miss Maria Roman. So you can find me on Instagram, my TikToks. I think they're hilarious. Um, yeah, but just uh, Miss Maria Roman. And again, you can visit the coalition at the tra- coalition.org. I love it. I love you. Join me next week right here. And until then, make sure you keep things very Delta. This episode of Very Delta was brought to you by Orange Diamond, the official emoji of the Very Delta show. To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and produced by Mark Jacobs. Engineered by Margot Padilla and editing by Doug Robertson. 
Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. 